You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. New episodes of original content all week on the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN. Once again, promo code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Cajun. I'm joined in studio by producer Pigeon. We've got producer T on the line as well, and Nick Floor. Nick, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. It's a little wet out here in uh, northern Sacramento, but um Don't talk to me about wet. Don't talk to me about <laughs> yeah. wet. We've got like a foot and a half that's of snow frozen here. water. That doesn't, that's not wet. A foot and a half of snow. Come on now. Producer T. Hey. You know what I'm talking about. It's it's been crazy. It's the most snow I've seen in a while. Hey, a little wet here, snow over there. At least we're still doing better than the sharks. Am I right, boys? Uh, yeah. You know what? That's that's a great point. Uh, it looks like we're having some technical difficulties. Uh, producer T has seemed to have uh, left the studio. We still got producer Pigeon. Pigeon, how are you doing today? It's wet, boys. That's why I'm hanging out inside. It's a wet one. Uh, it's too cold for Pigeon. It's moist. I think we got producer Chi back. He's, uh, he's actually, uh, yeah, he was looking for a Wi-Fi signal and he saw one that said McLaren underscore K. He, had, he snatched that shit. Connected to that one and you see what happens. You see what happens. Uh, your boy SV on Twitch saying, yo, yo, boys. Oh, the shame. Twitch. Okay, at least we know we're good on Twitch now. We're good on Twitch. I, All right, this honestly, be a fun I didn't know that we streamed on Twitch. We got a following on Twitch. Jeez. <laughs> We've been streaming on Twitch the whole time. But I know, like, but who who's on Twitch these days? Come on, nobody. Literally exactly. thousands of people. <laughs> I thought I thought Twitch was like the up and coming. I know. Show, but I mean, nobody's watching our Twitch. Okay, okay. Yeah. I guess that's yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. Shane is. Your boy SV. Your boy SV. All right, Coming this is gonna clutch. this is gonna be a fun episode. We're bringing on some fans uh, throughout the episode. We got four lined up, and the first one that we have is our boy. Solomon, Solomon, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How about you? 
Good, man. Good. It's it's been a while. It's been a while since we did one of these fan shows, and I think you were on the last one. Uh, I know you've been on the show a couple times so far, uh, but but how's life been treating you since uh, the last time we talked? Uh, pretty good. I'm in Miami right now uh, in college. It's pretty nice. No, no, no raining. Nothing like that. Um, There's not a foot of so snow I, outside your door in, in Miami? No. No? Okay. No snow, no rain. 70 degree weather all the time. Whew. That's nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. It's been tough keeping up with San Jose though this past year. So just trying to hope something better happens in these next few months. Yeah, hopefully uh, your boy Martin Jones can turn it around. I know uh, you're the leader of the Martin Jones fan club. Yeah. Uh, what, what have you thought of his performance so far this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, this is kind of it. I think the game against um, the Kings, that was kind of the last straw for me. Uh, yeah, when I, I've, I've, you know, I've supported him through the ups and downs. I thought 2018-19 um, year, he was a big reason why we won that series against Vegas. But, you know, last year he had a chance. He wasn't able to do well. This year he brought in Dubnik, and he's been playing great. And he's, I mean, three, I think he allowed three uh, goals on six shots against the Kings. And you just can't have that, especially against LA out of all teams. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, his uh, his time should be up now. It, it, it's tough to say because I am a fan, but we got to gotta play Dubnik. Or if not Jones, then it's, I think Melchinick or – I, I would say start him now over Jones. So are you officially out of the fan club? Is yeah, this, are you divorcing him? Yeah, I have to divorce him. Oh, unfortunately. No. Are you Producer getting the pads? Punk. You join our team. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, gotta leave him. What are uh, you getting in the divorce? Are you getting anything at all like notable? A better goaltender. Yeah. <laughs> Way of an upgrade. He gets the left uh, pad in the catcher mitt. That's that's what he gets. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's not like Jones is using that mitt. No. <laughs> hey yo. Nick coming out with the bangers. Sorry. Um, I'm bitter. <laughs> all right, Solomon, overall this year so far, I know it's been uh you know, we're still early in the season, but what have you thought of the Sharks so far? Have you been disappointed or are they kind of playing exactly how you expected them to? Um I mean, there wasn't a lot in the offseason that made me think San Jose was gonna be great this year. There were some acquisitions, like Nieto. I know Dubnik was a big one, Donato, but I didn't think they were at a, a Vegas level or a Colorado level. But I thought that maybe they could compete for playoff spot. I think early on, the series against Arizona, I thought they looked like they could play against a playoff team. But then it's been the same story as last year, just too inconsistent, especially with the series now where you're not playing – you know, six different teams now. You're basically playing the same team twice, and they've split pretty much every series they've been in. Um, you, know, you you lose two games in a series, and like we most likely will, hopefully you won't, but most likely we'll do against Vegas, and now you're like three games below 500. So I, I just don't think they can win a series, if not maybe later in the year, but not right now. Um, but, I mean, it's still early. I mean, we're not that far back from – uh, playoff spot, but I know Eric Carlson's hurt and Shimmick looks kind of hurt and Dubnik's hurt. I just don't see how San Jose can somehow make the playoffs. So it's been kind of disappointing, but I think it's been pretty expected. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're touching on things that aren't as disappointing, you talked about some acquisitions that we had, uh, Donato and Nieto being two of them. Who, in your opinion, has been the uh, the best player on the Sharks so far? Oh, um, 
I would so say, many to choose from. I know. Yeah, that's that's difficult. the toughest <laughs> question of them all. Um, I'm gonna put Dubnik in there. I know he hasn't gotten any wins, but he's. I mean, his numbers have been really solid. Um, Donato. I mean, he's been great in the shootout and really pretty much every game he's been in so far. Um, John Leonard has looked pretty promising occasionally, yep. but. In terms of big names like Couture, uh, Kane, Hurdle, Carlson, it's just been too inconsistent for me to say that they've been great this year. So it's really just been third liners, fourth liners, and goaltending. All right, so, you're, so you divorced Jones, and now you're going to propose to Dubnik. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to propose to Dubnik, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Solomon, tomorrow, San Jose Sharks call you. You're now the GM of the team. What do you think your first move would be? Oh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, I really don't know what, what Doug Wilson can do because Eric Carlson and the um, re-signing of Brent Burns and Vlasic and the contract to my former guy Jones, I mean, that just costs so much money. Um, there's just not enough money or cap space to sign anyone big right now unless you sacrifice Carlson and, and someone else. So. I really don't know what Doug Wilson can do at this point. Uh, we got rid of Pavelski and, and Braun, and that was supposed to make us better. But are we supposed to be not as bad, but we, we still kind of are. So I don't know. I think the best thing we can do is maybe go after a, a bigger coach, like a Tortorella or someone of that stature. Nothing against Bugner, but hopefully you know someone like Tor a Tortorella, if he ever leaves Columbus, could do something. But yeah, I mean that's a hot take. Uh, I like I that. That is, that is a hot take. I like that. I mean, there's rumors he wants out. There's rumors he wants out of Columbus. Yeah, there Ooh. you go. Yeah, exactly. And like, like you said, Solomon, like there's only so much we can do with the roster because yeah. we have so much money tied up in three, four guys that it's really handcuffed uh, Doug Wilson. My biggest yeah, issue with that is Tortorella likes defense, right? We don't have much. Yeah. Of that, so. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He'll make defense out of that. Oh, yeah. Thing. He would produce it. He'll manifest sure. it out of some, some bubble gum and some we, sticks. We, we got a question here from YouTube from uh, Jack saying, Hey, guys, just came across your podcast. <laughs> I'm playing ice hockey in Ireland with a team in Dublin. I'm hoping to go to college in the USA next year. Should I bother playing in the States? Definitely. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. If you I can mean, get into D1 hockey, like, uh, you know, anywhere that's Minnesota or michigan anything along those lines you're putting yourself up with the best of the talent that's up in that division i mean i'd talk to your agent before you reach out to the stick hungry podcast if you're asking us for career advice in uh into ice hockey i don't know maybe <laughs> not the best first step yeah thanks for the comment though jack uh, we yeah. love it. uh oh so solomon after after saying all that about you know we know that the sharks aren't doing too well uh, where do you think we're going to finish up? Do you think we're going to maybe able to turn around a bit or what do you think? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, we come in with a tough question, Solomon. <laughs> Nothing yeah. easy on this show. I, I mean, right now we're eighth. I mean, we're Last five and place, seven. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, fourth place, Anaheim, 15 points. So we're not that far behind. So yep. ideally, I think we try to finish fourth, but it's for me, it's either we finish fourth or we just finish dead last. I just don't think there's any in between. There you go. What would you prefer? Uh, I mean, I don't even know. This year's just so, like, there's just not a lot to look forward to. Uh, even if San Jose does make the playoffs, I don't think they can beat uh, 
Colorado or gold or the Golden Knights or St. Louis or any other team in the East or the Central or the North. So I wanted to make the playoffs. I, I want to see a, a playoff game in the Shark Tank, but at the same time, it may be better for us to tank this year. Not tank, but maybe lose, get some better draft picks. But yeah, it's just so tough. This year's just been so mediocre. It's just not a lot, not a lot to, to look forward to. I mean, it has been tough. I never expected Solomon to come on the show and uh, yeah. remove himself from the Martin Jones fan club. So that that tells you how bad the season is going. Banded almost completely, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's, there is one goal against uh, the Kings where, you know, he, he allows so many goals that just have to be st- – I mean, we could all stop it. Just terrible angles. And one of them, it just looked like all the guy did was just pass the puck right to him and he just let it go by him. I mean, it's just simple stuff. I mean, you, if you can't make basic saves, then you, you got to go. I'm just trying to remember which one it could be because, I mean, he only gave up six the second game. So <laughs> I, I yeah. don't remember which one specifically. <laughs> but he's well, been so good in the shootout, which I don't understand. Yeah, that's true. That's There's true. no other variables around him. It's just a one-on-one with Jones and the skater. But yeah, who knows? Tough year. Well, Solomon, thanks so much for jumping on the show. Uh, we got a few guys here waiting in the lobby, but we appreciate it. Where can the fans find you on Twitter? Uh, at Solomon Strader, that's where you guys can find me. There you go. That's the fall of the day. We might have like three or four of those on this episode, but yeah. <laughs> uh, go follow Solomon. Solomon, thanks so much. Original yeah. stick, stick hungry fan, Solomon Strader. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, absolutely. I like the intro too. The intro is pretty nice. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Good right, luck Solomon. in college, man. All right, thanks, man. See ya. See ya, buddy. All right, there you go, Solomon Strader. Um, what are Dude, the original stated? The, I know the Martin Jones fan club is disbanded you know officially. I'm just glad that he's still a fan of the podcast, even though he's not a fan. Of the that's podcast. that's all that really matters yeah. at the end of the day. We uh, outlived we, Martin Jones. <laughs> uh, Jack coming back into the comments saying, haha, I just thought I'd ask my dudes. No, Who's... fair enough. Yeah, fair good enough. question. No, it no, was a great question. Sure. But I mean, just don't take any of the yeah. advice we give you seriously. Just, exactly. just please accept buy a bidet. That's the only advice uh, I'll ever get you. To, oh my god, actually take seriously. <laughs> I don't know. The advice about going to trail is pretty good advice, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you can't go. go wrong Great. in trail, baby. All right, folks. Uh, let's move on to our next guest. We got uh Jeff Facoon, and I know I've said it 20 times, but I hope I, I'm getting that name right. Uh, we're gonna bring him in here in a second, and we'll ask the man himself. Jeff, how's it going, buddy? Okay, oh, we got nice. uh, we got the robot voice again with Jeff. We had it earlier on with Josh. Um, Producer Pigeon might work <laughs> behind the scenes to try and figure this out. Uh, d- is it just coming on my end, or, or is it for you as well, boys? Yeah, I got it as oh. well. Jeff, can you guys hear me? Oh, thank you. Okay, just like that. Just like that. Awesome. All right. Well, Jeff, the first question I have for you, and I've said it like a million times on the podcast because you always comment Mm -hmm. on the live stream. We love it. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yeah. uh, It's Jeff Bakun, F A C U N. Boys, I nailed it. I nailed it. That's conductor of the John Leonard hype train, Jeff Bakun, to you, man. That's who that is. Absolutely. Um, Only part is, oh, sorry to interrupt. Um, no. Obviously, he's not playing right now. Um, Rudolph Balsers took that spot for the time being. Rudolph Balsers. I mean, that's uh, that's an interesting hockey that is, name. That's a fucking name and a half, boys. <laughs> name, name <of> <laughs> um, we, have a, we have a comment here on uh, Twitter from Jimmy underscore amazing. He says, did you share your Valentine's card with everyone, Nick? 
Uh, I did with the Stick Hungry podcast, Jimmy. Um, they loved it, by the way. So I sent it to all the Vegas podcasters and the Hockey Podcast Network. <laughs> oh, that's the one he's talking about. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, uh, let's get into some San Jose Sharks talk here, Jeff. I want to know from you. Uh, we're we're going to ask all of our fans uh, the same series of questions. But I want to know, how do you feel about the season so far? Have you been disappointed or is it pretty much how you expected it to go? Yeah, I mean, I, I anticipated the way it's um, shaking out right now. The team is, I think, exactly where they're supposed to be, uh, up and down, uh, hovering around 500. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we did lose to Vegas yesterday, but uh, that was expected. Yeah, it, I mean, te- like the upper teams in this division, I don't I don't think we have a chance, to be honest with you. It's sad, but right. I don't think we have a chance. No, I completely agree. I mean, the top three. Give him a second, folks. He'll come back. He'll come back. Am I, I don't know. Am I back? I don't know. Okay, I th- I think he's back. <laughs> Nick, go with your question. Uh, and I, I'm going to make this easy, so that way uh, I'm exempting John Leonard from my question. But the best player so far, in your opinion, would be whom? As of right now. As of currently right now, sitting at sub 500 and in the basement of the Honda West division, who's the best player on the Sharks? I think it's Logan Couture. Um, um, I think he's been consistent enough uh, through the last 14 games to um, to make things happen. And it's uh, it's pretty evident. Yeah, he has a C, but um, he struggled at times. But uh, obviously, there's a reason why he's a captain of the team. No, I'd agree with that. I think he's been fairly consistent throughout the season, and he can only go up at this point. Um, I think so, his line is the only one that hasn't been like messed with as badly as others. It seems like everyone seems to find a little bit more consistency on his line, so I agree with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Jeff, the phone is ringing. It's the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> they have hired you to be the general manager. What's the first thing you do with this team? Well, if I was able to do something like that, um, probably buy out Martin Jones. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh boy! I love, love on the stick hungry. Producer he loves it. He's <laughs> uh, yeah. I know that's a pretty bold prediction, but um, obviously uh, the 14 games have uh, have spoken for for itself. Um, you could tell that um, it's still not clicking for him for some reason. Maybe psychologically, there's just something wrong, or it's just mechanics. Uh, something wrong with his goaltending prowess so that's what i would do um as jim you know i'm not gonna lie i thought he was gonna say extend john leonard immediately but (laughs) i like the answer that's a second move that's a second move move. gotcha gotcha (laughs) go ahead t yeah so after you know all said and done we've we, we know that we've got some um weaknesses we're just below 500 where do you think we're gonna end up this year do you think we've got a bounce back in us or do you think we're gonna be in the basement I'll take a more positive spin on it um, compared to Solomon. Uh, I think uh, the, the the peak would probably be fourth. Uh, obviously, that's me being t- uh, very optimistic. And then I don't think we're going to fall below – oh, we're not going to fall below seventh place. I think we're going to be in that range between four and seven. Look at what's happened to this team, folks. I mean, we're yeah, saying yeah. we're being optimistic, and the peak <laughs> will be the fourth in the West. The oh, summit no. is fourth place. Just fourth for a in first the round bounce. Oh, Damn. Uh, so true. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I think Jeff, that's the worst thing is that it's actually true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Jeff, uh, before we see you out of this uh, stream, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I just want to thank uh, you, Dylan, producer T, Nick Floor, and um, uh, producer Pigeon for inviting me onto the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And then I... <laughs> we lost the end of it, but the first half sounded so goddamn yeah, no. good. So, so Jeff, we, we thank all. you uh, for tuning into the live stream all the time and commenting. We'll definitely have you back on the podcast at some point. Um, I hope you can hear all this because you are having some technical issues, but uh, nope, have, we, a, have we, a happy we, Valentine's Day. We lost him right before he was like, but. You know, yeah. so <laughs> Here's the small list of things you could definitely <laughs> work on. <laughs> awesome, Jeff. Thanks, thanks Jeff. so much for jumping on the show. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Um, dude, that man is going to manifest a John Leonard hat trick by the end of this year, and I'm all for it. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, I'm stoked to be actually got Jeff on the show because, like I said, he's been a fan of the show for a while, always commenting on the live stream and uh, keeps it interesting for us. So I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So I think we got another fan coming on the show. We got Josh coming up. And just a warning, folks, before the live stream, we had we had Josh on. And something was going wrong. I think wrong. we figured it out. I think we figured it out. He initially sounded like a robot. So don't be scared if a robot comes into the stream here. Uh, here we go. Josh was all. Josh, how you doing? Hey, uh, can everyone hear me okay? Whoa! That's what I like to hear, baby. So sorry about earlier, guys. I don't know what the hell happened. All good. All good. Um, you know, one of our co-hosts that isn't here today, Kyle McLaren, he has issues about every single week. So, uh. We're used to it. We're used to it at this point. Yeah, well, yeah, glad you were able to have a little laugh just to loosen up the mood a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're pumped to bring you on this show because, you know, I've been following you on Twitter for a while. And in the last week or so, you've you've been pretty riled up about this team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just to put it lightly, I'm just they're frustrating me right now just because we're stuck with all these contracts and they need to freaking produce and they're not producing right now. Like. Three players in particular come to mind for me. Martin Jones, he's even worse in the last two years. I don't know how he can do that. Vlasic, he's just he can't defend well right now. And then you're dealing with Eric Carlson, and he's the highest paid player, and he hasn't been the best player on the Sharks once this year. Once. That's what pisses me off the most. We're paying him to be the best player. We're paying him to play like he did in 1819, where he was a key player in a playoff run, and he has not done that. So I'm not just, I'm just not happy just because we're stuck with these contracts, you know? So no. who do you think that like kind of sits on though? Does that sit on Doug Wilson for paying a guy for what he's done? Or is that on Eric Carlson for working hard for that race just to sit back and kind of ride the wave? I mean, it's a little bit of both because the, I mean, with Doug Wilson, you, you got to do a character test before you sign the players to these contracts. You know, you got to maybe talk to some players in the locker room, ask if they're okay with this, ask how everything went. I mean, you have exit interviews at the end of each season, so you figure that'd be a thing. But Maybe check with your captain, you know. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he left because Eric Carlson signed that long-term deal. But, I mean... I mean, if, I don't know if you've all seen like the John Scott podcast and the quotes that uh, resulted from that, but I think a lot of it has to do with Eric Carlson also, just because it's it's got to come from the individual at the end of the day. I mean, we signed him to be that Norris Trophy winning player, and we know he can be that, but when you're hearing reports that he's not trying, he's not invested, he's just trying to uh, collect a paycheck and maybe not give 100%, and you're seeing the results you're seeing right now, that kind of 
brings those quotes into light a little bit. And it's definitely disappointing because we're stuck with him for another six years. And I want to be in a rebuild until 2027 when Eric Carlson's contract expires. I don't want to deal with a bad team until I'm 32 and I'm 25 right now. So not looking forward to that. So, Josh, normally I wear an Eric Carlson jersey on the stream because it is my only Sharks jersey. Sh should I just go and burn it? I mean, are we at that point where I got to burn the Carlson jersey? Uh, I wouldn't uh, waste your hard-earned money quite yet because, <laughs> as you've okay. seen on social media, there are still a lot of Eric Carlson fans out there, which I understand. He's a great player. He won a Norris Trophy. And even Shane Payne saying he's still playing good enough hockey, $5 million, uh, AAV value, but – I wouldn't go and burn that quite yet because that's your hard-earned money. And who knows? I mean, as Brent Burns told us, you can alternate good years and bad years with a long-term deal. So maybe the same could be said for Eric Carlson. That's all we have at this point. We can just hope. Yeah, he's got the skill to turn around. Uh, Producer T, I see you're back in the stream. Uh, yeah. Josh was just telling us how he thinks Martin Jones has just played amazing this year. <laughs> you, okay, so I'm going to leave the stream again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Don't was his best player. Strong bow, bud. <laughs> I Strong need one. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, for you, who has been the best player uh, for the Sharks so far? <coughs> Oof. Um, so, in terms of production, uh, maybe Couture, just because, I mean, he's he's been more consistent, at least. Lately, it's been Hurdle, but he's on and off. So, I value consistency when it comes to – consistency, excuse me – when it comes to evaluating best players. And I definitely think it's been Couture. But if I had to go the hardest working player, I mean, I got to say Mario Ferraro. Just he yeah. works hard. He's been improving. He wants to be there. He brings energy. And a lot of people were saying that he might get in, get a letter on his jersey really soon. And he's playing like he might get that eventually. So hardest working player, Ferraro, absolutely. Best player, Couture, Hurdle. But we we, we need the guy making $11.5 per year to be the best player on the ice. I mean, that might, I might be sounding harsh, but – we're hamstrung with that contract, and his he's the reason why the team got gutted before the 1920 season. Donskoy left, Nyquist left, all those guys, because they paid him way too much. So if they're going to leave, he better make it worth it. Uh, we have a comment on here from YouTube uh, from the Islanders Never Say Die podcast saying, Sharks need a full rebuild. What do you think about that, Josh? Uh, you know... If you follow me on Twitter, I think all of you follow me. Just I try my best to be optimistic and be like, this season's not over. Don't give up. They can still get the fourth seed. But just as of right now, these last two games, just is there honestly just room or room at all for growth? Any upside? Just I don't see it right now. And that's the thing. Like, there's no up and coming prospect that might be ready next year. Yeah, Merkley, but. He's not going to transform the team, especially when you have a lot of high-paid, underperforming players. So I'm prepared for a rebuild, but just just get rid of some of these contracts. That's why I wanted Seattle again in the league, because we got another expansion draft. And there's a chance we can clear some salary to maybe get some good young players on the team. But yeah, just this, this isn't working. And I just I want some of these players to just get off the team just so we can hopefully get the rebuild started earlier because like i said i don't want to deal with a bad team for the next six years yes i'll stick around but come on like just i don't want to not look forward to the playoffs for the next six years that just doesn't sound fun it's yes. not fun it's not trust me so you were talking a little bit about the injuries to shimmick as well as carlson um 
let's say like like Dylan has said multiple times already, you get the phone call. Boom, Josh, you're the new GM of the San Jose Sharks. What's the very first thing that you do to try to turn this team turn this team around or even just move in a step in the right direction? Oof. All right. Well, that's kind of putting me on the spot there, even though I heard Jeff answer that earlier. <laughs> but uh just just bear just bear with me. Um I don't I don't I wouldn't buy out anyone yet just because you know that with the amount of years remaining on the contract, you have to multiply by two. So that be if we buy out Martin Jones, like Jeff said, that's six years of cap hits, and I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible. But first move as a GM, maybe trade that Brent Burns because he does have legitimate trade value, I think, because he's been producing offensively. He hasn't been that bad defensively, and I don't see any signs, significant signs of decline with him. So I think you can get some value for him. And that's the best you can hope for at this point. Just get more draft picks, young prospects. Just get as much youth infused in the system as possible, especially since you have Merkley coming up really soon. And maybe Eric Carlson would thrive as a primary offensive defenseman while Merkley is on the second, third deep pair. You, you never know. And another thing you could do is uh, like the Milan Lucic and James Neal trade before the start of last year. You could trade a high-paying or an expensive contract for another expensive contract and hope the change of scenery benefits both players. So that could, that could be a thing uh, I would consider also, but in terms of what I think is realistic, trading Brent Burns, getting whatever you can for him and not just exposing him to Seattle. I think that puts the team at least it starts accelerating the rebuild somewhat. So that's another hot take. I mean, we've had a few yeah. on this episode. I love it. I love that's it. some pissed one. off fans, Dylan. We got some pissed off fans. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a big one with Brent Burns. You know, he's been a key to this team for a long time. It feels, but you know, in saying all that, uh, Josh, what do you think? Do you think we're going to tank this year and, and maybe go for that higher pick? Or do you think we're going to be kind of straddling that middle line? All right. Well, first off, I just want to say that what you want to do is you always want to play the win. You always want to make the playoffs. If you have 100%. a chance to make the playoffs, you go for it. But 100%. I'm just going to say that if the team keeps playing the way they have the last two games, I think they're absolutely going to be uh, in the bottom of the standings. They need to change. I was saying after, after the Kings blowout, this is a below average team. They have yet to dominate an opponent for 60 minutes. And there are three or four occasions where the opponent has clearly outplayed the Sharks. And all the shark, most of the Sharks wins have been the shootout. I mean, you take the points however you can get them. I get it. But 13 games in and you're not dominating the opposition once. That's got to be concerning. So that's got to change. And like I said earlier, I don't see upside this season to have caused me to believe, oh, wow, this team can actually make a deep playoff run like a couple of years ago. So do I uh, – I, it might get to the point where they tank if they keep this up, but I got to see a turnaround in the next week or two because you got a tough nine-game stretch coming up after Anaheim. And if you're to get two wins, then you might as well just go for the high pick, play the young guys, just just give give us some hope because I tried be pa being patient last year because I was very hopeful with Noah Gregor and Dylan Gambrell having a decent stretch for a little bit. It's just now I'm just seeing a discombobulated team. I, I don't know what I'm seeing right now, to be honest. And I that might be a hot take, but I thought they looked lost yesterday, just to tell you the truth. Yeah. Josh, this is exactly what we wanted. I love the passion. When I saw your uh, your rants on Twitter, I was like, oh, no, I know Josh is going to jump on this one and go off. So I love it, buddy. Thanks for uh, Thanks for supporting the podcast, and thanks for jumping on this episode. 
Yeah, absolutely. I just got to say thank you for having me. Thank you just for the patience while I was trying to figure out uh, the technological <laughs> no, stuff. No, all good. good all good. And just, just want to let you know, you all are a pleasure to interact with on Twitter. You're very civil, patient. Even though I do get frustrated, uh, we always have a good talk, civil discussion, and you're always willing to bring in fans like me onto the podcast. So thank you very much for that. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, where can the fans find you on Twitter? Uh, uh, as it says on my dashboard, they can uh, find me at SharksJosh95. I'm a fan of lots of uh, Bay Area sports, as Nick can attest. So if you like other Bay Area teams aside from the Sharks, I'm your guy. And let's interact. I'm trying to interact with as many people as possible, Sharks fans or not. Honestly, I think anybody that's listening to this podcast is probably already following you <laughs> on <Yeah>. Twitter. <laughs> but uh, again, Josh, thanks for jumping on this episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. All right. See you, buddy. See you. Take care. There you have it, folks. Josh some, is... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we got some really good takes. I mean, it's diverse. It's all across the board. Yeah, we had a Jones buyout. We had a Brent Burns trade. I mean, I, I like the different approaches that everyone is kind of bringing right now. For sure. Man, that's, that's why I love these fan episodes, right? Like, you get all these different perspectives... Uh, I mean, I get to get to see Solomon backing out of the uh, Martin Jones fan club. Never thought I'd see the day. Never thought I'd see that day. <laughs> a full divorce, man. I just, I still can't believe it. Can't believe a it. Full divorce. Yeah. Moved um, across the country as well. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we have one more fan coming on the show. Is that right, Nick? Yes, sir. We got a, we got my man, Jordan. Jordan's going to be joining us. Uh, he is the senior analyst at 49ers Goldmine, as well as the CEO of Only Shans. He knows a little bit about only shans, but uh Jordan, how you doing, man? Good. I don't know. Can you guys see me? I don't know if uh the, my camera's on. It's not showing up on my screen. Can you guys see me okay or hear me all right? We can't see you, but we can hear you, brother. Let me see if I can get this fixed. My bad. Dude. I don't know what's going on. I'm at my brother my bad. I'm at my brother's house. I stopped by, so I'm not on my computer. So I'm uh dealing Sounded with different technology. Blame it, blame it on the sibling, eh? There we it's go. Easy. <laughs> Easy, man. Yeah, so, I don't know what's going on with it. Jordan, we're kind of bringing you in. You know, I don't know if you mind me kind of just jumping into this right now. We're bringing you in because you're you're an analytical guy, much like myself. You look at the bigger numbers and you look at the smaller numbers as well, um, especially with 49ers Twitter. And I kind of wanted to bring you over to Sharks Twitter here for a second and Sharks social media team. Just on your thoughts on the Sharks so far this year. You know, to me, what it looks like, and I'll admit this full hand before I even give my opinion, I am far more versed when it comes to football and 49ers stuff than I am Sharks. Um, I love the Sharks, but I definitely don't have the same uh, analytics to eye test understanding that I might with hockey. But the thing is that I like when I look at the Sharks, it's something that, you know, a lot of NFL teams struggle with, too, where it seems like a lot of their cap is tied up with guys that are not only older, but they're so dependent on that production. And the one that sticks out to me the most is Carlson. You know, I watched him a bit when he was um, in Ottawa before he got traded. I think he's a really good player, but I think, you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It's a situation where if you're not getting production night in and night out for a guy, I think it's, he's eating like 14% of the cap or something like that. Like it's yeah. really going to end up hamstringing you. Um, it seems like from, from what I've seen, uh, there really isn't any consistency line to line. Like it seems like there, there's not really, you know, much continuity on offense. And it seems like there's just like, like the few games that I've been able to, uh, you know, catch between the Warriors and Fortnite or stuff I've been doing. Um, 
when they get ahead, they just like have these mental lapses and they're, you know, losing out on points or they could be winning these games. You know, just like Josh said, you take the points regardless, but it seems like they're just so destined to get in these games. Like I remember the first game of the year when I was saying I was watching the Arizona game and it, the, what did the Coyotes score with like two seconds left? I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like <laughs> this is literally like the most Sharks hockey that like the most, like the closest to a shark team that it could possibly be. It's the first game of the season. And again, I'm not as, you know, admittedly not as, you know, well-versed as you guys, but I, I've, you know, fairly casually followed the Sharks for 20 years. And the fairly thing casually me- for 20 years. Yeah, you sound more well-versed <laughs> than all three of us, I'll tell you that. I want hockey longer than producer T, man. <laughs> True. What, what, what pains me is that there are so many really good Sharks fans. And, you know, like I live in San Jose and it's really, because, you know, the Niners are in Santa Clara now. And obviously, you know, the Warriors are the Bay Area's team, but it's really cool how much pride the South Bay has mm-hmm. for the Sharks. Like, that's San Jose's team. Um, and the thing is, is I don't really, like, know how much blame can be thrown around. Like, I don't think Doug Wilson has made, like, a bunch of terrible moves that you could really point to. You know, I actually really like when they first brought in Martin Jones. I thought Martin Jones did really good when they first, you know, was brought in. I know a lot of people aren't fans of him now. Um I know with Dub here now, you know, a lot of people are kind of leaning towards that. But I just think, honestly, what ended up happening was they just didn't really get over the hump the last few years. And obviously, a lot of the vets aged out. And to me, like, Hurdle and Meyer are the only real young guys that I'm looking at, just from my point of view, where I'm like, you can really build something around them. And, you know, I think Josh makes a really good point. You know, like, Brett Burns is one of my favorite Sharks ever. I just love watching the guy play. I love just the tenacity he plays with. He's also 35 years old and you got to start to wonder like how much can you really, you know, how much are you getting out of him? And if you're able to flip him for some kind of compensation, that's going to help you moving forward. Like, I think that's the point where like, if I'm looking at it from an analytics point of view, I don't think that the highest paid guys have been producing what they're like relative to their cap number. And I would be, you know, I would hate to throw the word, you know, rebuild around. I was listening when Josh was talking about it, but I'm, I'm in the same camp as him, you know, like, it's been really unfortunate because I think the Sharks have been out of all the four major sports that I follow, you know, they've been so successful every year. It seems like in the regular season, you know, give or take here and there, but they just, for whatever reason, couldn't get over the hump. And it's like the example that I would cite maybe is how the giants kind of hung on to the, you know, Brandon Crawford's and Brandon belts and those guys from when they were winning. Like, I I wonder if it's time to start cutting ties with those guys, if it's possible, and maybe just kind of bite the bullet for a couple years and maybe not be the greatest team and then have a brighter future moving forward. Because I just don't know how they're going to, you know, get that value out of these guys that are taking up so much cap space. Yeah, it seems like they're, like we said before, they have $26.5 million tied up in three defensemen right now that aren't producing nearly as much as they should. Um, you talked a little bit about Brent Burns being, you know, at his anal- analytically speaking, he might not be producing at an $8 million level, but he's producing as, as one of the best players. Would you say that he's the best Sharks player so far this season? Or do you think that that's actually radiating towards someone else? I would say so. From what I've seen, I think he's been the most consistent. Like, he's at least giving, like, a solid floor from what I'm seeing. Like, it's not, like, egregiously bad. Um, and to me, that carries tremendous value when you are a team that's struggling in any sport. If you have a player that's at least going to come in and not be, like, awful. And, for again, I haven't – admittedly haven't seen every Sharks game this season. I get so caught up with, you know, Warriors and 49ers stuff. And with the draft coming up in the NFL, it's been super crazy for me. But from what I've seen, there's nothing that I've watched where I'm like, damn, he just looks awful. Um, so from what I've seen, yeah, I would agree with that. 
Yet, not to mention, he sacrificed an entire line of Minnesota Wild players <laughs> to go top shelf. So that was a beauty to watch. If you haven't seen Every that, I definitely day. go back. Every day he talks about this. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, if you were the GM, let's say Hassel Plattner calls up. He just fired Doug Wilson. He wants that man, Splash Cousin. He wants Jordan. And at the GM, what's the first thing that you would do as a GM? Um, admittedly without, you know, like I said, be, going through the numbers, I don't know if there's, you know, dead cap and stuff that gets eaten up. I would immediately look to unload those veteran contracts and kind of try to shed, you know, even if you're eating a little bit of money, get something back. Um, Vlasic would probably be the first guy that I would probably try to move to because he's 33, if I recall correctly, you know, uh, which again, it's not, you know, it's not terribly old, but it's also like, I'd try to start aiming for these guys that are under 25, 26, try to start building around Meyer and Hurdle. Um, I think Kane's still young enough that you could keep him in your plans, and it might not be the end of the world, like I said, if you're bad for a year or two. Um, I don't like to throw the word tank around, but truthfully, I would trade off players for assets, and if the players remaining win games, I'd be stoked, but I wouldn't like just strip the team down with the intentions of being bad. I would just focus more on 2023, 2024, try to rebuild through the draft. I was just looking at Tankathon. It has, you know, it's ran, it's random at this point, but it has them, you know, the fifth pick for now. If you get somebody that's a top five, top 10 talent, I think it'll put them in a position to maybe have that next generation of, you know, player that can come in. Um, I, again, am not as, I don't want to speak out of turn because I'm not keeping up with it as much as I should be. But I think that ever since they've lost Pavelski too, that it's there's been a huge void that really hasn't been filled on the ice and in the locker room, just on the team in general. Um, I like Logan Couture a lot, but Joe Pavelski, I think that was a lot bigger loss than maybe, you know, it would have appeared at the time. Um, so maybe they have, you know, I don't want to compare their playing styles, but I think maybe, you know, if you have a player like Hurdle that's young, that's been with the franchise for a few years, that you maybe start to shift your chips towards, you know, building the team around him. But then just first and foremost, I would get younger because, again, what I'm looking at, just looking at the numbers and the analytics, they have so much money tied up in the guys that realistically aren't going to be playing three or four years from now, in my opinion. You know, I love Brent Burns, but I don't think he's going to be out there at 40. I wouldn't blame him if he wasn't. You know, that's a lot to ask of a guy. Um, so I would definitely look at getting younger if possible. Um, if I recall correctly, I think they're pretty much stuck with Jones through next season, right? Like, that's yeah, there's really a lot thing. of no move clauses and no trade clauses attached to some of these players. Much like you said, Vlasic has a full no movement clause. So in order to move him, you have to get him to waive that. You think the Sharks can do that? I think that that's a situation where if you find a spot where he's going to be in position to compete for a Stanley cup, which is probably what would make anybody wave that, or you send him to an ideal destination where he'd want to get, you know, if there's a city or somewhere he wants to go, um, you take lesser compensation to make that work. Um, I think that it's, again, this is just my outsider's perspective. What I look at when I see the sharks is like, they're a team that has a few really good pieces, but they don't have enough capital to immediately get better. And they have so much money tied up that there's not really much, like they're kind of stuck in like no man's land. Like they're not terrible enough to just be like, you know, up there for the number one pick, but they're also, I don't really see them getting into the playoffs and like making much noise, which again, maybe that's the secret formula after all these years when they were winning president's trophies and they looked amazing in the regular season. Like maybe now that's the, that's the, you, you come in and sneak in, but I just see a team that is, 
kind of, you know, it's a lot like the war. I don't know if you guys are Warriors fans. It's kind of like the Warriors this year where it's like, they're good. Some nights they look really good. And other nights it's just like, yeah, they're just getting wiped off the ice, you know, like, so I would just kind of start to focus on the future. And I think that the strike again, like San Jose, I, I, I living there, I know how much the sharks mean to fans and they would never want a team that's going to purposely be bad. But if the goal was to build up and make a huge push two years from now, I can see people being okay. Weathering that storm. Um, I just don't see how, like, like I realistically can't think of anything that they can do because I don't think they're in a position where they should be sending off draft capital to acquire players to try to help them win now because I don't think that's going to get them over the hump enough. And then if they end up barreling out and finishing with that top five, top seven pick or whatever, you're giving up capital to end up as a mediocre team regardless. Like, that's and I, I hate to put it that way, but that's just kind of what I'm seeing. No, it's completely understandable. So, uh, like you said earlier, you touched on, you don't see this team really being much of a playoff team. Where do you think they would actually end up finishing at the end of the season, being where they're at right now, 12 games in? I don't think they're a bottom five team. Uh, I think they're a bottom 12 team. Like, I think they'll finish somewhere in that 10 to 12 range where they're borderline bottom 10, but they're not that bad. Um, I just think like there's so many good teams out West. It's just, I think it's so difficult. Um, you know, I hate to say it cause I know everybody hates them, but like Vegas looks really good from the couple games I've seen them play. Uh, I know the avalanche are a super exciting team. They're really fun to watch. Um, I think Arizona is a lot better than they may have played thus far. Like, I think it's a position where the sharks maybe aren't just this like terrible team, um, on its own. It's a combination that they're not the strongest team and the Western conference just seems insanely stacked at this point like i can't recall a time again and again my hockey fandom isn't as um in depth as my you know football basketball and all that but i can't remember a time just from my watching hockey that the western conference was this good and there were so many teams that would give you problems night in and night out yeah it seems like league parity is at an all-time high right now um but thank you again jordan for joining us for this segment um where can the fans find you uh on twitter uh, you can find me at Splash Cousin. Uh, I'm usually ranting about something football related. So if you're a 49ers fan, you'll probably have a good time. Oh, I don't say have a good time, but <laughs> depending, on, depending on the opinion. How many is, Mitch but... Trubisky photoshops do you have on tap right now? <laughs> I have a few. I have a lot of Kirk Cousins stuff. Dude, I have, I have a oh, folder no. for Kirk Cousins stuff. So when that trade eventually goes down in three years and Kyle oh, brings God. him in, you guys be ready. <laughs> oh. Can't wait. Jordan, this is right. awesome. You say you're not a hockey fan or a big hockey by guy, but you could have fooled me. Yeah, I know. Awesome, you seem to know your stuff. So my whole thing with just real quick to clarify, I love the hockey, but like like when I watch, like I can break down football at an analytical level. I, I feel like I under you know, like I watch all 22. I understand things and foot like the nuance. I with hockey and like like I, I say I'm a casual fan because I like I love like I tell people all the time, like going to the um SAP, HP Pavilion, whatever it's been called throughout the years, is the most electrifying sports venue in the Bay Area. I love Warriors games. I went to a bunch of games at Oracle. I go to a bunch of Giants games. I had season tickets at Candlestick. There's nothing like going to a Sharks game. Like, that atmosphere is just beyond, you know, description. I don't need to tell you guys. So, like, I love watching hockey for that. But, like, I would get lost in a conversation with you guys when you start diving into the, you know, the extra layers and what's going on and like to be honest with you outside of a top you know the top line guys i'm not too well versed with other players around the league i know a lot of big names but again i'm just trying to be completely transparent like i love watching the sharks i would love to see them win a stanley cup 
but my level of knowledge just isn't where it would be with, you know, the Warriors or the Giants or the Niners. No worries, man. Um, thanks again for joining us. Uh, anytime you want to come back on, or you want to interact with us, you just let us know. Uh, I, I believe that wraps it up for our fan segment right now. Uh, we're going to kick it to a little bit of a commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to go over another great voicemail from DeQuavis. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into the voicemail segment, uh, comments on Twitter from HockeyBuzz27. What's up, boys? Sharks fan here in Nova Scotia, Canada. Keep it up. Woo! Hell yeah. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. More Canadian Sharks fans. I love it. Woo -woo. I love it, buddy. Awesome. On the um, East Coast. Yeah. No, we're we're on the West. We got we got uh, HockeyBuzz27 on the East. Got it all covered. Got it all covered. Uh, those were awesome interviews, though. I, I'm yeah. pumped. Yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of scattered around the map right now. There's no general consensus other than we suck. <laughs> yeah. And everyone has their own ideas of where the team needs to go and, and what they would do as a general manager to kind of flip this team back into the more positive trending section. So it's nice to see the different, uh, the different opinions of all the fans and all the listeners that watch the Sharks and uh, somehow bear listening to me. So... <laughs> Um, all right, guys, I'm just going to get up the voicemails here. We get, we actually have two in the box this week. So, uh, might be, might be a couple locked bangers. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. DeQuavis is hitting up a few podcasts. On yeah. The he's, podcast I think I Network. saw him on the soda pod. Yeah. Actually. He's yeah. left two, one unplayed. Uh, I actually forgot to play it on. <laughs> it was a rated R message. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think I got it here. Yeah. This says from DeQuavis. Oh, there you go. DeQuavis, biggest fan of the show. Hey guys, this year, I saw that the Ducks were, were playing the Sharks last night. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Facebook. I saw it on Google. I couldn't find the game anywhere, boys. What the hell is going on? <laughs> wow, Davis with a voice crack there at the end. Voice crack. Hey, hey, we all go through it. We all go through it. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? I noticed that on Twitter as well. I actually showed the boys here a, a picture of it. Um, you know, when I searched the San Jose Sharks hashtag, it came up on the left-hand side. And said last night ducks versus sharks, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, did did I just like miss a game? Did I just not know a game was going on? Dude, Twitter is on drugs lately. It's like they just got the the schedule was installed into their their system, and they just ran with it. They're like, we're not doing your postponed bullshit, your rescheduling. We're just gonna stick to what you guys originally had planned. So I mean, DeQuavis was so stressed out about this, looking everywhere, and he, at the end of the day, he ends up calling it a stick hungry podcast. And now we're getting to him a day late, so I don't know. Yeah, we're not very helpful. <laughs> I don't think the Quavis is all there, to be perfectly honest. I agree with that. Uh, all right. Well, he seemed very exasperated. Like, he was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. We got another uh, voicemail from uh, Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. Nice. That's what it's tagged. That's that's what it says on the, on the voicemail, so... You sounded so unsure. Well, I was like, Alfred. I was like, I don't know any Alfreds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, DeQuavis? No, I know what happens, Alfred. We didn't ask you now. Not awesome. Not awesome. Not awesome. And Sal's Russian. Not awesome. Not awesome. Not awesome. Not awesome. 
Sounds so like, I, uh, I think like that I was, said I think, it better myself. I think that was a call from, uh, you know, just down the road, there's a, a satanic church. I think that was a call from there. <laughs> or Turkmenistan. <laughs> Where'd you get the name from that? No, that, no it's, it's on uh, on SpeakPipe, the website that we use for a voicemail. People leave their name uh, with uh, the voicemail. So that's how I know it's DeQuavis uh, on the first one. This one said Alfred. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stick hungry podcast. Basically. I mean, I think he did a wonderful job of kind of displaying the Sharks' problems these last couple of games, but you know, couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just explained to us the solution to all of our problems, and it's it's all over the place. <laughs> if that's the solution to our problems, God help our soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, oh, uh, thanks to Quavis and uh, old Alfie there for the uh, voicemail. Oh man, uh, oh, boys, is true. there anything else we want to touch on before we uh, hop on out of this podcast? You know, where's I had this Kyle? whole rant scheduled. Yeah, where's, oh, where's Kyle? Actually, yeah. no, you guys actually know what? I have uh, a live stream of Kyle right now, and he's he's trying to connect to the internet. So, uh, live, <laughs> live, live shot of Kyle trying to connect to the internet uh, <laughs> with the snow shovel at the end. Yeah, the snow shovel with is a little so Canadian in him, you know, has to <laughs> that just tops it wail around the uh, snow shovel. I love oh. it. <laughs> just came out of left field. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> My face is redder than when I did the Choco Challenge, man. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Sharks fan underscore oh three saying LOL. Steve. That's right, we did laugh Steve. out loud. Uh, thanks, Steve, for, for jumping in the stream. Thanks, Steve. Uh, man, that's uh, yeah, that's that's Kyle. That's Kyle in a nutshell, right there. Maybe we'll get him on on uh, Tuesday. You Let me care. ask you two boys my favorite question from what we asked the, the the listeners. Right, we already know how our thoughts are, right? But if you guys were the GM, if you two were to step into Doug Wilson's shoes, what's the very first thing you do? Well, I take Carlson, Brett Burns, and Vlasic, and I would just shop the hell out of all the three of those guys. If I can move them anywhere, I almost don't care what Future I'm getting. Future considerations. Back. Future considerations. You know, the 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 washing machine in the locker room is getting a little rough. Give us a new Maytag, and we'll give you a Carlson. Don't you think we would have to give up like a second round pick to offload a Vlasic or a Carlson? Do you okay, 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 how about this? How about this? Carlson and a mini fridge for a new dryer. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's that? We'll, actually, we'll throw in Martin Jones as well. <laughs> yeah, Martin, Jones, yeah. Martin Jones, the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Jones inside the dishwasher. That's even <laughs> they, they thought they were just getting the dishwasher. <laughs> they opened it up. We had him in there. He's like, oh, fuck. What the Takes fuck one was that? breath. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bogner gave me this weird concoction of a drink during the team meeting. I woke up in a fucking dishwasher. I thought it was the, the Russian gas. Jeff Fakun says, I'm down. There you go. We're throwing Martin Jones in the dishwasher. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> He's all washed up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Good show. Oh, man. So who, who do you guys think is going to get called up? I mean, if let's say this Eric Carlson and Shimek injury, because that cross-check from Marcheseau looked like it broke a rib. If oh, I'm being man. honest, because you got an upper body injury there. By the way, Marsha so's a fucking weasel. So I was gonna say, what, what, a, what a gentleman. What a gentleman. We should go and cry to more people on Instagram who comment on his pictures. The little fucking whatever. Ooh, Ooh. bastard. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I remember that. that <laughs> He's on funny. site. Okay. Marsha so's on site. But um, 
Jeff Facoon, before we get into it, says, uh, sorry for the audio issues earlier. Thank you for the invitation to the podcast. You're a beauty. You're a beauty. You, yeah, there was not, not that many issues. We we have Kyle usually. You were fine. Yeah, I was about to say, we got, we got <laughs> as a Kyle. walk in the park. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You were fine. But so, who do you guys think the Sharks bring up? Like anyone of notable, like Ryan Merkley? Is he going to make his NHL debut if Carlson and, like pulls his groin again and uh, Shimmick's out week to week? I mean, that's who I was going to say. Why not just bring Merkley up, give him a chance? I mean, but. yeah, it might not Pure be the, it might not be the safe option right now. But Why for, not at this point? Well, for the sake of just getting him some experience and just bringing some, I don't know, entertainment factor <laughs> to the games, let's bring in Ryan Merkley. Let's do it. Now, would you want to do like the like the rest of the season, or would you want to cap it to where he's at that limit for burning an ELC I, and I then maybe you, go to someone else? I think you keep it at the limit um, unless he impresses the hell out of you. If yeah. you see that this guy is legitimately ready to jump into the NHL and stay there full time, then you keep him. But if you see he's kind of struggling, like he's kind of getting there, but he's not quite at the NHL level, you give him the, what is it? I think it's nine games or something, and then you send him back down. I'd like that. I don't think that that's what they're going to do. Uh, we do play Anaheim tomorrow, so we'll we'll know by tomorrow. Well, well, technically, when this comes out today, uh, yeah. if you're listening in on the podcast, we'll we'll know who the Sharks bring up, whether it's Clayson or I mean, I don't see like a Magna move or anything like that. But I'm intrigued to see what Doug's going to do to bring up who from where to fill that void because, yeah, Carlson was hot garbage the last. 13 games or last two seasons or whatever you want to sum it up as. Um, <laughs> but he's still one of our best defensemen, whatever that means. So yep. I, I'm curious to see essentially where or who they dive into, what bag they reach in and, and grab. Yeah, no, totally, man. Um, Whose bag you going to grab? Who, oh, let's not get into that now. <laughs> That's the new segment name. Whose bag are you going to grab? Grabbing bags. Brought to you by the boys at Stick Hungry Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. Use promo code THPN. <laughs> Nick will grab it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. We're here for another uh, exclusive segment of Nick Will Grab It. We're going to get some nasty shit tonight. That'll get you boys. Hey! Oh, shit! We got a new podcast! We got a new segment. She's going to love that one when she listens back, eh? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff Facoon saying, waiver claim for uh, Gabriel Carlson from Columbus. Another Carlson. <laughs> we have wow. enough. <laughs> we have enough, Jeff. We yeah. have enough. There's enough in the league, I. Oh man. Well, uh, this was a fun episode. This was awesome. Yeah, it was great guys. Um, nice to talk to, uh, Solomon again. Uh, he went quiet for a while. So we wrangled him back into the podcast. Uh, nice to talk to Jeff for the first time on the stream. Uh, Josh, uh, he's been on our, one of our fan episodes before, but it was great to hear him and, uh, how pissed off he is about the team right now. And then Jordan, to top it off, that guy killed it. He keeps saying, (laughs) you know, I'm not the biggest hockey guy. I'm not the biggest hockey guy, but man, he, he was, was great. He was awesome. But here's he was my awesome. ten point breakdown on how. To... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm um, so happy everyone was able to get their questions in for former Shark and ex NHL player uh, yeah. Kyle McLaren. That was 100%, the best part. Like that's that's why they show up. They're like, oh man, I'm going to come on. I'm going to talk to a former NHL player. Then they see this. And <laughs> it's just slightly disappointing, you know. Uh, I'm just disappointed he... in myself. I just looked at myself and I was like, "Yep, that's disappointing." <laughs> this is the low what's, point in my what's life. What's better is it is it just seeing that, or is it coming in and seeing the pigeon with the toque? I'd rather see the pigeon. 
I, yeah, I mean, it, would, <laughs> it might make more sense if I come in and see a pigeon. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Facoon says, fair enough. I, I think he agrees that we have enough Carlsons. Yeah. Uh, does he have a good working groin? Because it doesn't seem like Eric Carlson does right now. <sighs> um, All right. Then. From his wife. Yeah, <laughs> you're only taking good groins on this team, boys. Good groins only. No, it's, it's this is a good grundle zone only. Get out of here. <laughs> oh Sharks God. fan underscore three saying pigeon rocks. There we go. Pigeon Get getting that. the love. You could have fooled me. Pigeon getting the love. Pigeon. <laughs> is that the first time pigeon has spoke on record? Pigeon. <laughs> I think it might. Have. I think it might be. We didn't it, know we could speak hand signals and and vague like sign language. Yeah. Actually, you know, we had a comment from pigeon the other day. Uh, on the Twitter page saying, I, I think he said he was going to come on the show and tell everybody the best dumpsters to eat out of uh, around the SAP Center in downtown uh, San Jose. So I don't know. Do you have any recommendations, Pigeon? All of them. Okay. He I eats. saw him particularly behind the, the Gordon Biersch uh, Brewery. I was like, that man is eating him some good stuff. There so go. way to go, Pidgey. Yeah, if you if you're ever hungry in your downtown San Jose and you see uh, producer Pigeon come by, just follow him. He'll take you to some good grub. Good grub. <laughs> Eat it all, baby. Eat it all, Eat baby. It all. Oh fuck, boys! This was a great one. I've said it. I've said it like five times, but this was a fun episode. You think the Sharks are going to beat the Ducks? No. Let's let's not talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like <laughs> positive vibes, guys. We're vibing. Woo hey, uh, do you think the sharks are shut the fuck up, Nick? Yeah. Get that shark talk out of here. <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, guys. I think this is probably a good time to end off the show, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. We're ready all good, to roll. Brother. Wash all your right. hands. What wash your hands. That that includes you, producer pigeon. Wash your claws. Um, wash that beak off too. I mean, that's getting yeah, some nasty Lord. shit. Um, that all bamboo right. shoots. Get that out of here. I think the bam. I can smell the bamboo shoots. Uh, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles before we uh, jump off the stream here. You can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. You can follow producer Pigeon at producer underscore Pigeon. Uh, producer T at producer underscore T E E. And Nick. You find me at Nick Floor underscore. You got to do Kyle's too. You're last. At McLaren underscore K. <laughs> that's that's a good Kyle. That is Way a too good of internet quality, though. He's actually yeah, right here. Like, He's in the closet. He's been in here the whole time. <laughs> hey, Kyle, how you doing in there, bud? They're cold over here. I can make a terrible joke. Um, you know, Don't do it. But I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in uh, to the live stream. Thanks for listening on the podcast. Uh, We will catch you on Tuesday.